0: Hello, 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 6AM Run community. I now have been saying a lot more of that as these podcasts grow, and I wanna thank all the 6AM Runners and everyone who continues to listen. Welcome to 6AM Run's podcast. I'm Hami, you guys all, I think, know me by now, and any new listeners, thank you for joining us. I don't wanna waste my next guest's uh, time, and I know she has graciously came on, and and, uh, there's a few reasons I asked her to be on, but let me get right to Heidi Aldridge. Welcome to the 6AM Run show. How are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you.
0: Good. Well, us, right?
1: Yes, everybody.
0: (laughs) But I'm going through a journey of like meeting people. So for sure, it's definitely me too, but I'm hopeful I can bring that audience with me. Heidi, you're somebody I was excited to speak with and I say excited, but let me say it right correctly. I think what a lot of our runners are going to relate to and what we sometimes don't post on social media are tragedies and things that we go through on a daily basis. You know, sometimes people's lives are not rosy, right? Right. I love what you've done with your history and what you do now. You have your own podcast, The Lemonade Stand. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. Yes. I actually started the lemonade stand back in 1999 as a talk radio show. It was a live talk radio show and I would have guests come in and be able to tell their stories of how they took a lemon and made lemonade. So how they took a tragedy or challenge in their life and made the world better because of it. I love
0: that concept.
1: It was so enlightening to me. It just changed my life. It's exactly what I needed at the time. I was going through a really hard period of time with finances and just infertility and different things, I was really starting to feel like really hard on myself and like my life wasn't worth living and just all these terrible thoughts I kept having to the point where a friend even told me, like, I can't work out with you anymore because you're just too negative. You're just such a downer. I just can't be around you anymore. I thought, wow, this is a a really bad place to be in, you know, that low that your own friends can't hang around with you. And I started looking around at other people and like, what are they going through? And How are they solving life's challenges? And that's when I came up with the radio talk show idea of the lemonade stand to be able to hear stories. And I thought these stories are so uplifting, they would help other people. And while I was doing that year long talk radio show, I ended up miraculously being able to get pregnant and it was such a gift. And I was so excited that I actually signed off on the radio show and I said, I'm going to take a break for a little while. I'll be back because I am so excited to have this new baby. She ended up being born two days after I signed off instead of two weeks. And 20 years later, I started a podcast of Heidi's Lemonade Stand. (laughs) Kind of took a long break, but it was necessary. You know, I really needed to focus and raise this last child and enjoy and relish that time and be grateful that I had a chance to have another child. So,
0: yeah. No. So, I think too, one of the things I love about running, and obviously I, I keep bringing it back, sometimes I think we get so, and in life, right? We get so rushed to the pace of things, right? Like I got to get to the finish line faster than you, or I've got to get to a certain benchmark in life by a certain, let's say age. But what is cool about what I found about the running community, whether you run it, walk it, jog it, right? There is a little bit of a difference between even jogging and running, sprinting, right? but it's about getting to that finish line. And, you know, when I did, I've said this in the podcast before, when I did the New York City Marathon, right? People were walking it at the end, but they were finishing and everyone got the same medal at the end, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? So what I wanted to ask you was, you had some, obviously things happen to you, but now I love, you got to the end of the rainbow. Do you think two things? One, did what happened makes you stronger and appreciate that? And how did it like affect you personally? And now do you think you take things much more, I not want to say serious, but do you appreciate things much more?
1: Yes, totally. I'm so glad you said that. And yes, to both of those questions. I think I had life-changing experiences when I was even younger than what I just shared about starting my radio talk show. Yeah. Back when I was a youth, I was bullied terribly and made fun of like crazy to the point where I thought the world was going to be better off without me. And I wanted to take mm-hmm. my life so that people wouldn't have to look at me anymore. And that's the place I was in. And I'd get up every day like, okay, this is it. I'm done. I can't do this any longer. And it's like you were talking about kind of that that running, that marathon, and mm-hmm. that sprint to the end. I couldn't do it. I was done. I was thinking I needed to do the world a favor. Like, it was so bad. And uh, luckily, thanks to family and a couple of friends, you know, that would just need mm-hmm. me. If people needed me, then I could hang on for one more day. It's like, oh, I need help with this tomorrow. or I need you to do this. Or please call me tomorrow. And I'd be like, oh okay, I can't die tonight because I have to call them tomorrow, you know? And so whatever that weird wow. thing in my head was, it just kept me going one more day, one more day. Yeah. And things started looking up a little bit. In my teenage years, I got into a really great high school and started making some good friends, but I still had that nagging thought in the back of my head that the world would be better off without me. And then when I was 16 years old, two days after Thanksgiving, the police knocked on our door to tell us that our dad had just taken his own life. And his suicide note said that the world would be better off without him. And I remember that feeling of like, that wasn't the answer at all.
0: That wasn't the solution. Let me ask you this. If just, I want to ask some questions, maybe, I don't know if listeners are thinking, do you think, is there any kind of genetical, is there any kind of trait you think that was passed down? One thing is this, I've learned as a father of two. I have a couple questions on that, but, and and if if anything's off topic, just tell me to shut up. But I I think as men, we're taught from a young age, right? Like hold it in, shake it off, don't cry. So one thing, like I've said this on the podcast before about our company, our nutritional company side of things is 6 a.m. run. Obviously, you know, we do this to provide our consumers even more than just our running products, right? We want to help them and motivate and inspire them. You and I were talking in the pre-call, but there's like times with our company. Like, I don't want to come home and tell my wife, Hey, the company had a bad sales day. We might go out of business tomorrow. Right? So I think men hold a lot in. Do you think you witnessed that a little bit? And like, do you think your dad maybe had no one to, sp- and, and again, if, if anything's off topic, please, we can move on, no, but I want scary. listeners to know what I'm getting from you is, and even the people that called you, it's sometimes it's such a fact when they say, and it's not cliche. Just genuinely ask someone how they're doing and mean it. Yes.
1: Yes. I think of that all the time because it was two days after Thanksgiving. My parents were working through a divorce at the time and we weren't allowed to see our dad. And I remember he had a turkey TV dinner in his trash. So he spent Thanksgiving alone with a TV dinner. And I always wonder if somebody would have reached out to him, if somebody would have invited him over for Thanksgiving dinner. hmm Would he have felt that I kept feeling, you know, as people kind of kept encouraging me without realizing it, what if somebody could have just reached out? And so ever since then, of course, every Thanksgiving, I'm always like, does somebody have a place to go? Is everybody taken care of? You know, it's kind of a natural thing that I want to make sure nobody's alone on Thanksgiving. That's really passionate for me. But I just always wondered that, like, what would have happened had somebody been his friend or reached out or he felt that little bit of hope You just need a little bit of hope to snap you out of that cycle thinking where you really think the world's better off without you. And it's painful to think that he was in that place. As far as genetic, I don't know. I know me and my brothers have all struggled with depression at one point or another and definitely had some issues. And my one brother says it best, you know, he says, well, dad taught us a solution, you know, and so we have to kind of fight against that example as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what dad did and uh, no. so it's definitely something we have to be very conscious of that that isn't the solution that isn't the way to go and we need to keep hanging on
0: well what you're doing now by the way with the lemonade stand is is amazing because you know for everything what i've noticed for you know for widows for obviously there's alcohol like groups it's proven groups help right group right. therapy is crucial right? right you need support in anything and i think one of the cool things because I know one of the first kind of group therapy things people hear of is Alcohol Anonymous, right? But like, then you, I know there's, you know, support groups for widows, there's support groups for, you know, suicide, like suicidal thoughts, like, you know, and even now, I think what's also been at least acknowledged in nowadays, I think with the information we have, right, we've now seen bullying has come to light, right? obviously, you know, suicide and teenage suicide being online, I think so many things that were not, I'm, I'm 42. So like, right. these things were not like, if you had a bully, you either just yeah. ignored it or faced it. Like that's, yes. that's what you did. That's right?
1: exactly how it was. Your parents would say, oh, they're just jealous of you or, oh, don't worry about it. Walk it off. You know, you're like, wait, he just beat up my friend. <laughs> like, yeah, no. why is this okay? Yeah, yeah. It's totally different now. Luckily, thank goodness things are changing now. And we're talking yeah. about suicide. We're talking about bullying. We're getting... Mm-hmm. The word out and we have these support groups. And I think that's amazing. I think it's because of what we all went with in the eighties that is making it. It was a rough time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I will say this. It's so cautious. People are so cautious. I'll say this, but I actually understand this. I'll say this story. It was one time I even got, there was my daughter who plays basketball and she takes basketball so seriously. And I never forget one of the coaches was like, well, Layla's like on this level and the other kids are like here. So if Layla screams like, do this, do that, the other kids get intimidated. And I was like, so even that, like you have to navigate competitiveness and things like that. So it's, it's a different world, you know, that we live in, but I will take this one because it's going to be safer a little bit Ah, what you do. Let me get, let me get back to what you do though. Like what you do with the podcast though, you now have just an audience out there, right? Has anyone reached out to you? And I love the lemonade stand theory. You're doing the podcast. Can we talk a little bit, and I know we're limited on time, but I want to get a few other questions out here. Like what's some of the best motivating, kind of like inspiring, have you had a guest that has really changed their life because of that show that you can share a story with? If you can't, let us know.
1: (laughs) No, um, the whole lemonade stand concept is people, you know, who are changing the world because of what they went through. So they're already super inspiring stories. And I love meeting people that have been through more tragic things than I've ever been through or could even imagine and how they've reacted to it. And it's just uplifts you and inspires you to hear this and go, I just, my point of the podcast is to encourage people to hold on one more day. Like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if I could have heard this as a youth or if my dad could have heard one of these stories, if he'd be like, well, wow, you know, their parents were murdered and they're doing okay, you know, or whatever it is that somebody went through that you can look at and go, okay, I can do this. I can hold on. And so that has been really, it just helps me. I mean, I've interviewed, what, 175 people now? And it just blows my mind every time of what people have endured and how uplifting they are. But I have had listeners reach out and just like, wow, that story, I needed to hear that today, is mm-hmm. usually what people will say. Like, I really needed that encouragement today. I really needed to hear that person's experience and life story. It keeps me going and it's helped me a lot and it's brought some clarity to my life or inspiration or something. So it's been really cool when people reach out. I love that when they tell me, like, I love that story. And I had one friend that listened to every single one, you know, every time I post, she listens to it. And for a while she used to text me right after like, oh, that one was so good. I love this. I love that. And then she stopped texting me for the past couple months. And then I saw her and I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't heard from you. And she's like, oh, I hear you every day. And I'm like, well, you might listen to my podcast, but you don't tell me you are. So She's like, oh, sorry. I just love it so much. I didn't think I wanted to keep bothering you by telling you how much I love it. So it was really, it was kind of funny. I'm like, no, you can keep telling me. (laughs) No. So it's nice when people reach out and say that something made a difference in their life. Because I really try to teach a lot of tips and lessons as well with just having gratitude and having forgiveness and watching our thoughts and seeing things as a gift in our life. And so we try to teach those messages in the podcast in kind of roundabout ways by sharing stories.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing stuff. Outside of that, what are some of the resources also to, we're going to get into all your contact information here at the end, but some of the resources that's out there outside of you, Heidi, what are some of the resources that have been instrumental in suicide prevention or kind of maybe like your focus, let me ask you this, because I think there's a few things, right? Suicide prevention, depression, are those kind of really all areas you really want to help focus on and hone in on?
1: Yeah, I think there's a a big part of that. I think grief is also another part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. people are grieving the loss of anything, whether it's the loss of a relationship, the loss of a, you know, a person's actually died, or, you know, the loss of a pet or the loss of of goals or dreams, you know, because they've lost a limb, or, you know, the loss of anything. And so I think a lot of my podcasts are are really focused a lot on grief and Mm -hmm. overcoming grief too. Mm -hmm. We don't talk a ton on Suicide specifically, there are a couple interviews of people who have been suicidal that have come on and shared their experiences. Depression's a big one, but yeah, a lot of it is about dealing with loss. And I took a training back in 2011 from Marcy Shimoff about happy for no reason, and I started becoming a motivational speaker after getting certified through her to be able to teach that you can be happy for no reason. And it can be a way to travel and not a destination that you get at. Because that was always my thinking is, I'll be happy when I build my dream home. I'll be happy when I have another child. I'll be happy when I graduate college or whatever these milestones were. I was waiting to be happy for those. And then I would achieve that. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, I built my dream house. That's cool. Maybe now I'll be happy if I get another car, you know, or whatever it is, there's just something else. And I was never happy in the place I was at. And so after this training and after a lot, of, a lot of therapy myself and even medication for a while and different things I had to do, I can now say that I'm just happy as a way to travel. It's not a destination thing. It's not something I'm waiting for to have happen in the future. It can just yeah. be grateful right now and happy and find joy and peace in every day.
0: I do love that. That's awesome. I want to kind of stay on that too. With grief, one of the things I wanted to share too, again, at 42, what's funny too is I think I want to ask too, obviously, I think for for young individuals, it's they need to be the most cared for. Mine is a little different and I'll, I'll share kind of what I'm thinking. I think at forty, what happens to me? Even, and I want your advice on this. It's, it's going to be long-winded, but bear with me. I think when you're 20, you kind of also think. For me, anyway, when I was 20, I, I didn't. I knew I wasn't Superman. Right? Death just wasn't ever like. When I look back on it, I don't think I thought of death. Right. I, I just didn't think of it. I'd get on any roller coaster. I'd go out. Some of the things I've done, I'm like, I look back on now. I wouldn't even let my kids do. Right. Right. But now at 40. I, and I, I curse a little bit, Heidi, so forgive me, but I'm like, sometimes there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh shit. Like death is more on my mind more than ever. Right. right? Yeah. You have people that, you know, that pass away. You have, you know what I mean? So it's like, you really see, like, I I literally now more than ever at 40, you know, we'll see a buddy of mine who's 45, 50, you know, and then you hear somebody more and more say, oh, so-and-so passed away. And I, yeah. I'm not saying they're my best friend, maybe an acquaintance, but you're like, really? Like, I just saw them at the gym three, like it is more and more as you get older. So it makes me more value my life. But then I kind of am like, oh my God, well, if I was 20, I should have maybe valued more. And I know it sounds crazy, but what are your thoughts when I kind of say that to you? Because I definitely think your podcast for me would be perfect now. And I'm going to start listening to it and subscribing to it because now more than ever, I think about that stuff but how can we educate young people to treat life the same way
1: oh wow right i think for me having my dad die at 16 kind of woke me up to the value of life and that it's short and that you know my dad died at 39 38 wow. and so it's crazy when i got to be that age i was like oh my gosh this is what my dad gave up like this is so young like how did he he missed everything he missed Me graduating high school, getting married, having children, he'd now be a great grandpa. I'm a grandma to five, and he would be a great grandpa if he was stuck around, you know? So death was definitely on my mind at a young age and just thinking of all the things that he missed because he chose it. And then I kind of wondered, you know, when am I going to die? Like, I don't want to die now, you know, by my own choice. Uh, That was not the solution, and I'm grateful for that gift he gave me of realizing that but then it was definitely on my mind, probably more than the average person Mm -hmm. because of what I went through. But yes, I see my own children, you know, just invincible. They're in their 20s now and they're, they can take on the world and I love it, Mm -hmm. but I had them all get wills. You know, I'm like, you're married and you have children, you need to have a will, you know? And so I'm being a little crazy about that kind of stuff, but just, it's funny you'd bring this up because just um, two months ago, my son, he's 28, his best friend was killed in an auto accident at 28. And to watch my son be a pallbearer at his best friend's funeral was just more than anybody should have to see. I, I grieve for his mom and the loss that she's feeling now with her baby, not, you know, he's about to graduate from law school and get married and he's, you know, he's just not here anymore. And, uh, so yeah, when you're in your twenties, you think you're invincible, even like he did, you know, just driving and just happens. So I probably think of death more than the average person. So it's funny that you'd ask me that, but I think it's something that we need to just live our lives and not put things off. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is just, if you have a thought or an idea or a podcast you want to start, a job you want to do, a hobby you want to do, just do it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be perfect at it right now. You know, I love the idea of just try it for two minutes you know like like running you know say somebody's going to start running just like lay out your running clothes start with that you know and then the next day put them on and that's all you have to do and then yeah. the next day go out and go down your street you know and that's what i started doing recently and it's great i'm like my goal is just to do a lap around the park. And I'm back home in like seven minutes, okay. but I ran around the park, you know? And so there's no, oh, you, you can only run if you go for an hour and you sweat and you do all these calories and do all these miles. And no, you can go run around a park for seven minutes. It's okay. Like start with something. And we tend yeah. to just go, oh, if I can't be this marathoner, then I'm just not going to do it but we have to just start with something. And so I love that idea in my mind every day. I'm like, if I have a thought about something I want to do, why not? Just do it. Life is short. I have friends as well that are dying in their 50s. I'm 48, you know, and it's scary because I'm like, wow, this is, this is coming. Like we're in that stage of life that you have to start really thinking about this kind of thing mm-hmm. more than
0: when you're younger, but just live it. The good thing though, it's the crazy but good thing is that What's funny to say is I think when I'm younger, I was so worried about money. Oh, when my I goodness. started 6 a.m. run, at. I had the idea for it at about 36, 37, started it. We're not even like three. We're three and a half years old now. What was crazy was then it was about more, I started thinking about like life fulfillment, as crazy as that sounds. And don't get me wrong. Everyone still needs money to live, especially with gas prices right. today. Right. But what was crazy was that money didn't mean as much to me as I hit closer to 40 than it did when I was 25, right? Yes. You're 25. You have this vision in your head. I'll just say myself, I know everyone's different, but oh man, I'm, I am I want to be a millionaire and get a Lamborghini and a mansion. <laughs> now what's important to me, like you just said, like the kids being happy, yes. my wife being happy, like it's, there's things that I don't think money can physically buy. Your actions have to buy it. Yes. And I think what's unfortunate though, is that there was never a way I would have known that at 25. It just, even if anyone told me, does that make sense? Yeah, Especially nowadays with young kids with Instagram and, and everything right now, like, so you can't, but you have to let, and I'll let you say, say, speak on that. You you have to get to that 35, 40 mark to really realize money's not everything. Yes.
1: You know what? I had this thing my whole life up until just recently, actually, that success equals money. You know, mm. you just, you raise that way. You're like, right. oh, that person is successful because they have the nice suit, nice car and go to this corporate job. They're successful. And you just kind of have always been taught that. And it wasn't until recently when I was just like, wait, isn't success just doing something you s- want to do, just doing something you say you want to do? Yeah. Like, aren't you successful if you get up and run around the park for seven minutes. That's success, right? Mm-hmm. I did what I said I was going to do. And so I started thinking like, wow, maybe success isn't equated to money anymore. And right. it was such a fun, freeing thought of like, I even thought that was my podcast. Oh, I'll be successful as soon as I make a ton of money and have a bunch of sponsors, you know, then it'll be successful. Right. And I was like, wait a second. I actually don't want sponsors. I don't want to be paid to do this. You know, it was like a realization of like, I'm successful because I do it and people listen to it. That's all it needs. That's all you need. And so I I, love that your perspective changed as well. And maybe it is as we get older, I think a lot of it is we realize it's the feeling we want from money and not necessarily the money that we need to analyze. Like when we think, oh, I need all this money because I can buy all these things. Well, really all we want is that safety and security then, right? We want to know that, We have a future or that we're safe and secure right now because we have enough money in the bank. And so we have to realize what is the feeling that comes with the money, not just the money, because we might have enough money and we still are missing that feeling. Yeah. So you got to search for that instead.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love that. As we kind of really, like I said, come kind of close to the end, my questions, and you, by the way, I'm inspired today going into the weekend with my family. Guys, you may not hear this on a Friday. Heidi and I are taping this on a Friday um, morning, but definitely uh, you know going into the weekend with my family it's this was a good podcast not just to inspire me for work but obviously to go and and hug the kids and my wife and, and have a good weekend with them. So I want to thank you for your time. but let me ask you this not ask you but give kind of you the next 10, 15 whatever you need. I'm in no rush. What are some things our audience you know they're in that that 30 plus group Anything I didn't ask that you want to share, that maybe I just didn't ask you, but you feel would be a great, this opportunity to kind of just, Heidi, if you don't mind just sharing something I maybe didn't ask that you want to talk to our audience about.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. This has been a great discussion and I've really enjoyed this. I think the biggest thing that I like to talk about with people beyond just kind of that encouraging for one more day and hang in there and hold on and, and really that change is inevitable. Like Anything change, things will change, you know, and me and my husband have a saying, we actually met and got engaged all within about six weeks. <laughs> so it was okay. really quick and still, again, still together. 30 years we celebrated last weekend. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, so we're very happy. But we had this saying that a lot can happen in a month. <laughs> that was kind of, been, you know, just to be able to go through what we did. And our whole marriage of the 30 years has been, a lot can happen in a month, you know? And so just hang in there. Like, you don't know. You don't know what next month brings. You don't even know what next week or tomorrow brings. So mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Like, find gratitude in every day. I actually do an award every day, I give an award. I have a little, I know, thing on my phone, a little reminder on my phone that says, give an award today. So I want to give an award for the cutest dog I saw, or the prettiest sunset, or the nicest yard I ran past, or whatever it is, it makes me very aware when this alarm goes off on my phone. It says, what's your award today? And I actually have been writing them down. And so I've composed like you know, almost a hundred now awards that I give every day awesome. That's awesome. and it just helps retrain my brain to look for something good in every day. And I think that's the message I want to help people understand is sometimes we're going through lemons, we're going through trials, we're going through stuff and heartache and grief and so many countless things that we're dealing with. Everybody's dealing with something. They really are. Everybody you meet is dealing with something. Everyone has
0: issues. Everyone yes. has issues, everyone has problems. There is no secret there. Yeah. I'll say to what you just said. I may have shared this on the podcast before. One of the things I realized my youngest, I never forget, we were doing a movie night in our home and you know the kids had like they were in our bed, they had candy and popcorn and we took it we put the candy and popcorn away. We all fell asleep to the movie. First thing in the morning, the baby wakes up. And the first thing she remembers and she wants was the bag of candy. And of course, my wife and I are like, no, look, it's for you have to eat breakfast. You're not just going to (laughs) go to the bag of sour candy and that's not breakfast, right? You would have thought the way she cried that I say this, please understand, like that something tragic happened. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And in her mind, that was tragedy.
1: It was tragic.
0: Right? That she can't have that bag of candy. But what I saw, I was like, as a, almost 40 at that time, almost 40 year old man. I'm like, dude, it's, you're crying over candy, <laughs> yeah. but you can't tell that person that. And even in any tragedy, right? If someone feels there, and, and that's why that was such, it's crazy that that moment, and you know, these things are going through my mind, but it's, it's almost like, so now that taught me next time someone to your point, And I think you really just hit the nail on the head with what you just said. Next time someone comes to you and says, I'm going through this, you know, take it seriously. A buddy of mine also, I remember then a buddy of mine says, I'm going through a divorce. He knows, and I I, I share opinion with him, but I still have to care. Like in my mind, I was like, dude, you guys didn't belong together. Like you might (laughs) see from outside the answer, but you got to remember that person doesn't. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. And it's their journey. They have to go through this. And sometimes I even had a friend, I was going through something very difficult and she actually said, well, that wouldn't be a problem for me you know and i'm like that's great that it's not right. a temptation or problem for you i'm so happy for you but it is real for me and i'm really right. struggling and and we end up becoming best friends and she really helped me through it because it wasn't a problem for her so she could kind of see what i wasn't seeing and she could help me through it and i yeah. think we need to give each other that grace and that understanding and that empathy of just like this is tragic for them like this mm-hmm. this toddler of yours is tragic she's not getting her candy And you can just sit down and be like, I'm so sorry. This is really hard for you right now. You must be really feeling sad. And I'm so sorry that you're so sad. But guess what? We're going to have some breakfast and then you can have that piece of candy. (laughs) Like It's super simple solution there and to calm her down. But you have to acknowledge her feelings and she's sad right now and she's upset and she's not getting what she wants. And we all do that. We're all that toddler throwing a tantrum. (laughs) We want what we want and we want it yesterday. And I've found as I look back in my life, a lot of things that I thought were so good and I wanted so bad and I was trying so hard to make happen that didn't happen, actually other things were brought into my life that were so much better than I could have ever tried to do. And one example of this I love to share with people is when we have a newborn baby and they're all wrapped up like a little burrito and snuggly and we're looking in their face and they're so cute. But then there's a time you have to lay them down, kind of unwrap them, put them on their tummy, and they have to have this tummy time, you know, Mm -hmm. to strengthen their back and neck and be able to lift their head and look around. And they scream the whole time. They don't like it. It is not fun to be in that position. And so they throw this spit and scream. And I remember one time watching my... Brand new grandbaby do this. And my heart was just like, no, make it stop. But, you know, I don't want her to have to endure this. She's, she's uncomfortable, you know, we, let's just snuggle her up and hold her again. And I had this voice come to me. It's like, no, this is how she's going to be stronger, you know? And so yeah. now I see her as this little five-year-old running around and she could do whatever she can do because she took time as a baby to strengthen her body. It didn't feel very great. But we need to take that as adults, and we're the same way. We're that little newborn on tummy time. And sometimes we're going to experience stuff that's painful and uncomfortable, and we're going to scream and cry because we don't like it, and we want to just be snuggled up again. But it is for our own good. It is for our strength, and it is something that we need to learn from and see as a gift in our life later. And we'll be very blessed when love we that. realize that.
0: No, I love that. Let's, let's spend, like I said, the last second here. Um, Heidi, if you don't mind. We're gonna, by the way, guys, put everything in the bio. Lemonade stand link, your social profiles if you'd like, or any sites. Do you mind, Heidi? Where can people reach you, find you outside of your podcast? If anyone maybe wants to get a hold of you, can you share with us um some of those like contact information both on so-called podcast air? And then also we'll put it, we'll also put it <laughs> in the, the bio as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's simple. Heidi's lemonade stand. It's very simple. That's my website, that's my podcast. I actually spell lemonade a-i-d, so it's L-E-M-O-N. A I D. So it's different from a sweet drink. It's lemonade, like, like Aid or first yep. aid where we can go to get fixed, go to help each other and go to um, ease any pains and sufferings we might be having. So Heidi's lemonade stand. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and I have a website and my podcast and I love to come speak to people as well. I have a lot of uh, motivational speeches. I do that. I honored to be able to be a guest speaker at any events and be able to teach some hacks and tips and tricks that I've learned over the years of how to be happier and uh, enjoy life.
0: Let me let me say before I let you go what you're doing for people is amazing. Thank you. you know, I think what I love is I'm I'm a big basketball guy. Like I obviously I again talk about like death and you see immortality when Kobe for example passed, right? Like oh, but yeah. Vanessa doing now charitable stuff. I I read and for people kind of knowing when we're doing this like Nike just signed, re-signed him. And every proceeds going to like women's basketball things. Like, I love people that do take a tragedy, yep. create possibly like a charity, yep. and then they help someone else moving forward. I think when you can create, and that's why please don't stop doing what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing. You know, you, you may not see or like reap rewards, but I'm sure you do somehow just maybe don't even hear it sometimes. <laughs> Because whenever someone can take a tragedy and take those experiences and help cushion the blow for someone else, you're doing something that's like, almost like angelic. You know what I mean? So like, don't stop that. I can tell like, you know, you have a very kind heart and soul. So keep doing that. Guys, we'll put all her information. Definitely. I'm going to subscribe to it. Definitely. This was a very inspiring, motivating show, and I'm sure anyone that was running, you guys are, are now like finishing, feel like champions and uh, go uh, shower, enjoy your day. If you're not running, you're just listening in the car or whatever, but thank you guys. And Heidi, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you. We really appreciate it.
0: Yep. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much.